This is the Data Privacy Detective, and today we're going to look at Russia and data privacy and protection, and we couldn't have a better person with us than Stanislav Rumyantsev. Stanislav, thank you for joining us. Hello, and thank you. And Stanislav, you're at uh, the great IP firm of Russia. Many consider it the top IP firm of Russia. I know I do. The Gorodisky firm, and I think it's also in, uh, in Ukraine. Is that right? Do you want to tell us just a word about your firm? Yes, uh, we are one of the leading Russian law firms in the IP field. And we also have an office in Ukraine, in Kyiv. We have more than 450 people in total, and uh, we're very well known uh, in the field of trademarks, patents, copyrights, uh, and other general intellectual property matters, and also IP litigation. And uh, personally, I'm involved mostly in IT-related matters, and this is a kind of new expertise area for our firm we are developing in this market. And, uh, Personally, my expertise area mostly includes uh, TMT and data privacy matters, compliance projects, uh, cooperation with the data protection authorities, uh, cross-border data transfers, and all things like that. Well, we had a great time getting to know each other in London recently, and so thanks for joining uh, by WhatsApp today. So let me, uh, let's get started, Stanislav. Uh, for those who know nothing about uh, Russian uh, data privacy and protection, uh, how does Russia govern uh, those areas today? Uh, Russia is a uh, federal country, so we have uh, federal legislation and legislation of Russian regions and the personal data matters are governed by the federal legislation. Uh, there is a federal law, uh, the federal law on personal data adopted several years ago and this is the main act in the data privacy field. Now Europe, for example, if I may, uh, you know, has a very comprehensive, the GDPR that's become so well known. United States, Japan, other countries have taken kind of a sectoral approach where maybe medical records are protected but consumer stuff is not. How does, how does Russia approach it? Is it a general law you're talking about or is it more sectoral? We have a general law. It's not that detailed as uh, the GDPR in Europe, but still this is a general law covering all areas somehow connected with the data processing. Okay, and um, just what are, the, what are the key points? We can't get into pages and pages of the statute and so on, but what are the key points for someone who, who should be, become familiar with the Russian approach? Well, surprisingly or not, but the Russian personal data law sometimes looks like GDPR. Many rules are maybe not similar, but very close, because the Russian law, same as the GDPR, is based on the European Convention for the Protection of Individuals in regard to automatic processing of personal data, uh, Convention number uh, 108, a very famous document. And that's why we have 
almost the same data processing principles and almost the same approach. And the approach is that all companies and uh, all uh, business entities dealing with personal data must perform uh, three types of security measures. First of all, uh, they must ensure legal protection of personal data. Then they must perform so-called organizational measures in order to secure all their data processing operations. And finally, they must uh, complete um, an IT security project, including various uh, technical measures with regard to their computer systems. So it's sort of a standard for cybersecurity that affects people, that sort of thing? Yes, there are several standards for cybersecurity applicable in Russia. Uh, they are different from, let's say, European standards. So we have our national legislation and standards in, in this field. But mainly, uh, all computer systems, anyhow, dealing with personal data, must be protected according to specific levels determined by the Russian government. Very good. Now, let me, let me ask you, uh, for, for the businesses that are not Russian businesses, but they may have customers there, or they may have uh, joint ventures with Russian business, or investments in Russia, or, or they just have a lot of data about Russian residents, what should a non-Russian business know uh, where it might might be covered by Russian law and might need to comply. What should what should they be thinking about? Well, there are two most common situations here. The first situation is that a non-Russian company, for example, a U.S. company, may wish to open an office in Russia, usually a branch office or a subsidiary, and. In this case, uh, the most important concern is cross-border data flows and uh, corporate policies applicable to all uh, business units of the companies. If, if we are discussing cross-border transfers, uh, then the, the, the most important thing here is that uh, from the perspective of the Russian law, there are two types of countries. Uh, the, the first type of countries uh, supports so-called adequate level of data security and unfortunately the United States do not support this level of security. Well, just like Europe, yeah. We're, we're not considered to be uh, equivalent in, uh, and Russia would view the U.S. the same way, you're saying. Yeah, uh, and uh, that's a kind of a problem because uh, that means that if you want to transfer personal data from Russia, let's say personal data of your Russia-based employees, if you want to transfer this data to the United States, then you must obtain uh, their consent in writing. And uh, there are specific requirements for this written declaration of consent. And the consent would come from the individuals whose data is being transferred, I assume. Yes. And sometimes that's that's a big problem. Maybe that's not that difficult if you have only employees in Russia. But what if you have customers or marketing contacts 
then it can be a problem. Well, let's tackle that. I, I can, I'm sure we can all understand if you form a branch or a subsidiary in Russia, then that entity is governed by Russian law. But what if, what if a business doesn't have uh, that, doesn't have a legal presence in, in Russia, but it has customers, it does things, it may contract to do uh, medical tests, I don't know what, a whole variety of things, but it doesn't have its own entity in Russia. Uh, is it, could it be covered by Russian law anyway? In most cases, uh, this is e-commerce. So now we are talking about websites. Right. Uh, most likely, yes. In, in, in many situations, these are uh, online businesses. And here the, the key problem is uh, so-called personal data localization requirement. According to this requirement of Russian law, uh, personal data of Russian citizens must be processed with the use of databases located within Russia. That's almost literal, literal translation of Russian law. Mm -hmm. Not all data processing operations must be carried out with these databases, but let's say all main operations must be done with the use of these databases. Uh, sometimes that's a big problem, because if our online business would like to create a local data store somewhere in Russia, to use a Russian data center, it will mean that, uh, that Russian law will apply to this database, and all standards, including security standards, will apply to this database. This will mean additional compliance costs. And that's why that's, that's a complicated thing. Uh, of course, there are some solutions how this thing may be avoided. First of all, uh, online uh, businesses should consider if they really need all this personal data. Maybe they can uh, avoid collection of unnecessary information and in this case the idea case, of data minimization so uh, yes data right exactly go ahead sorry yes and in this case uh, their operations may maybe beyond the scope of the definition of personal data okay but if somebody's online doing commerce uh, with a russian buyer let's say of something they're going to need payment details bank account that that would be uh, covered you're saying yes in this case it will be uh, the, the most uh, the most reasonable and cost-effective approach is to uh, conclude a contract with uh, uh, Russia-based data center and delegate uh, all processing operations to this data center. It will be possible to create a database there and uh, configure the website in a way that all personal data of Russian citizens should, be, should go to uh, this local database. And after that, the data can be copied from this database to another server for further processing. Well, that's a fascinating way for Russia then to allow e-commerce to happen across borders, but still to have the protection of Russian residents' data uh, conform to Russian law. Very interesting. Is it working in practice, or have you seen a drawback in businesses that are concerned about the compliance cost you mentioned? Uh, 
Yes, it, it works in practice, especially taking into account that there are uh, international companies doing business, uh, I mean international IT companies doing business all over the world, including Russia. And that's why uh, in many cases it is possible to conclude a frame agreement with them for various services in different jurisdictions, including this specific service in Russia. It will mean that you don't need to search for a, a Russian partner. You can use this international company and uh, you can apply your uh, standards and it will be pretty easy. Another solution is that in many cases it is possible to delegate data processing to somebody else. For example, if you need uh, to uh, uh, if you need to, uh, to uh, create accounts for customers and uh, all customers must use some login or authentication tools, uh, then it is possible to use Facebook or other social networks for uh, registration and authentication of customers. For payments, it's possible to use uh, third-party uh, payment services. All these things will, will help to avoid uh, this localization requirement, and that's why they're useful. And uh, uh, one of the most important things, hold on, one of the most important things is to check whether or not your website uh, is covered by Russian law, because Russian law does not apply to all websites which may process Russian data. Uh, uh, the, the uh, approach of the Russian authorities is that, for example, Russian language is an international language. It is used in many countries, not only in Russia. That's why even if your website is translated in Russian, it may happen that this website is beyond the scope of Russian law. Uh, that's why there are several criteria proposed by the uh, Russian authorities. And in each particular case, we always check whether or not a website of our client falls under this criteria. Well, that's excellent advice. And so uh, maybe a good check for someone who's trying to do global business online is to check first and see if Russian law might apply and maybe give you a call and uh, check that out. And then if so, there are ways, as you say, practically to deal with it without going to extraordinary expense. Stanislav, this has been a wonderful introduction to Russian data privacy. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. There's so much more. Maybe we'll do another one soon. But uh, any last uh, words of advice for the world of business as it affects Russia? Well, first of all, uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. And uh, my advice is, uh, first of all, don't forget about personal data. My experience shows that many companies uh, don't pay enough attention to these matters uh, at the very beginning of their business. So they can structure business, they create IT solutions, and they do many other expensive things uh, with no regard to the privacy legislation. After that, it could be really difficult and expensive to bring everything in line with the applicable laws. But sooner or later, 
it will be necessary to do that. That's why don't forget about privacy from the very beginning. Build it in from the start. Privacy by design, right? Yes. That's exactly. Correct. Well, again, Bolshoye uh, Spasiba, and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon, Stanislav. Dasvidaniya. Spasiba. Dasvidaniya.